Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is a midweek DeWindy City podcast. You gotta do an extra podcast in a week when Joe Montana wants to stop by. Montana's working with Guinness, partnering with Notre Dame and their alumni and their fans. Hope you'll enjoy the Joe Montana interview coming up in a second here. Part of the conversation, though, is about college football and the Big Ten bowing out after the Pac-12, after the Ivy League, after the MAC. And now the Big 12 and the SEC and the ACC all hanging in here. And I don't want to belabor the point. But it's basically this. The Big 10 should be applauded for not putting money in front of any rational level of thought playing football in the middle of a pandemic without a plan. There has been no plan The only plan that I'm seeing right now is I like college football. I want college football. So let's have college football. And I'm sure there's stuff going on behind the scenes. But I have not seen it outlined properly how they're actually going to test players, keep them isolated from the college community, if there is a college community, and have them go out there on Saturday afternoons or Tuesday nights if it had been the Mac and entertain us because we need some damn entertainment in the middle of a pandemic. It just doesn't make any sense. Moving it to the spring, as complicated as that is, maybe things are better. Probably not. I mean, in my mind, you probably can just cancel the whole damn thing. But if we had done a better job as a country, then we could have college football. We haven't done a very good job, so we can't have college football, even though we're still going to try and have college football. But hats off to you, Big Ten, for maybe maybe it'll be proven that the SEC can get through the season. That'd be awesome. I hope they do. But their decision was based on the safety of the athletes. That's the right decision. It just is. And it sucks for the athletes, which I think the other part of this decision is they should all have their eligibility reinstored for next year. 
fifth-year seniors, fourth-year seniors, whatever, you should be able to continue your college career when football returns. It's not anything off a university's back or very little on the food side, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, you can still take that class. And, yeah, you if you graduated, congratulations, will allow you to take up a seat in a graduate class that's already happening. It's nothing for the university, and their eligibility should remain. All right. On that note, let us move to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the greatest, Joe Montana. The four-time Super Bowl champion, NCAA champion. Joe Montana, it is great to see you. Odd times here. I feel like I'm. this is my first time visiting you at home. And you're working with Guinness today. Uh, eight packs available in various places, including Chicago, where we are. Uh, and of course, connected with uh, Notre Dame. What? Why did you want to get involved in this venture, Joe, as we kick off with that? Well, I, I think if you look at the two, Guinness and Notre Dame, um, a lot of values are the same, right? The great traditions, you know, new and old, and um, the the want of um, being committed to making this world a better place. Looking forward to bringing people together to have fun and and to celebrate. Um, you know, hopefully we see some football um, or whatever it is. But if we're if we have to be social distance and 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 be apart, we can still enjoy that little pint of Guinness until we can do it. Um, you know, in person with and, and watch a game. Um, but uh, the way things are going, I'm not sure that season's going to happen. But, you know, like the thing I like about Guinness and I, like I said, they're all a lot of the same values. I fell in love with Guinness in Ireland. And we were over there looking at horses with our kids and uh, our daughters were jumping. And our, the trainer said to me, went, after this over, let's go get a pint of Guinness. And I was like, okay. And I, I was up for it. But Ah, man, I fell in love. And from that day on, every day, I would say, Charlie, isn't it time to go get another pint? <laughs> uh, so it's fun. I just think that when you look at them, what their what their commitments are uh, to making this, you know, the future better for everyone um, and the traditions that are long and two great Irish components that, that fit together pretty well. So along the college football lines here, I, I had a couple questions. Like, let me give you a three-putter. Number one, would Joe Montana – have been a good socially distant athlete back in your day. <laughs> to, to uh, as a parent of, of, of you know kids who are playing in college, would you want them to be playing? And three, it's bizarre to me how this is not a universal decision that the Big Ten's doing this, the Pac-12 is doing this, and the SEC and the ACC are still sitting out there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, all for one, one for all, right? It's just yeah. uh, I can't believe they're making decisions like that, and. Um, would I be socially distanced? I would probably try to do the best I can, but loving sports, I know what those guys are thinking. And, you know, you get in there with, with our kids. My guess, most likely, we would try to keep them as far away as possible because we're, we're not dealing with the common cold. You know, here you're talking something that's serious and taking hundreds of thousands of lives already. So this isn't something to be messing around with. And I'm just not sure. 
I mean, look at baseball. Baseball's got so many things. They came back and they still getting these guys coming down with the virus. And it's not even a contact sport. So when you have things like football and you're looking at three, four times as many guys on the, you know, on the roster, how do you keep them socially distanced? How do you keep them safe? You know, if you, if there's a way to keep them safe, yeah, I'd say yes. But I don't think the guys can make a rational decision themselves as players because a lot of them have, you know, aspirations to go into the NFL and rightfully so they want to have a season because look at some of these guys. Well, let's take Joe Burrows. As I say, what if he didn't have a senior year? He wouldn't be, he wouldn't have been the first pick of the draft. And so a lot of the guys are looking at it that way and their opportunities may slide by, but, um, in the end, I think that, you know, we all have to think responsibly and try to keep them as safe as possible. All right. Let me segue here to the goat conversation. Cause it, it's just kind of bizarre to me that we seem to just judge these things solely by the amount of championships. And so, and I'm not trying to take away anything from anyone here, but like everyone's like, it's consensus that Tom's the greatest and Joe was, but now he's not because Tom has six. Like, did you, does it bother you that, I don't know, it almost feels like Joe Montana is getting diminished in that conversation. And I'm wondering if you think we overvalue just the sheer winning because it does matter who's, you know, around you. Um, I, you know, that doesn't bother me. You know, I mean, Tom's always had a tremendous career. Uh, I, always, I always think it's hard to compare. I've said this from many years ago. It's hard to compare guys. I mean, if you look at, Sammy Bond, Otto Graham, what they did back then. I mean, the one guy, he, he won 10 or 11 championships. I mean, how do you, and even back then, the ball was a different shape. <laughs> you know, it wasn't made for throwing. And the rules were different. And, and you know, the things that the defenses could do to wide receivers, today they throw them in jail for. So um, I, I think you just enjoy everyone as they go along and play. And, yeah, there are eras that go by. And as the eras change, the game changes. And so just enjoy buddy. And yeah, it's fun to be in that conversation. But I just think it's really difficult. You know, Tom obviously has had tremendous, tremendous career and probably belongs on the top up there. So I just think that it's hard though to compare those guys back then to um, guys that are playing now or even the one I was playing. And um, I'm sure those guys are turning in their graves seeing what Patrick Mahomes <laughs> contract <laughs> so uh, um but yeah i mean I, I understand everybody likes to try to see who's the best at whatever and and uh um like i said i'm it's nice to be in the conversation but i just think it's difficult to yeah. do you know the rules today i mean as i say it, everybody says well it's easier now yeah I go it's easier now for the quarterback but whatever you think easy is it's not the game's still not easy even with the rules the way they are today. It, it, since you brought up Mahomes, I'm, you know, some people are saying that this guy could go down as the greatest of all time. Do you, do you see that level of talent with him? Oh, definitely. I mean, he's the kind of guy that you know, you gotta, you can never let down your guard. Obviously, you've seen how many times he's been able to come from behind. And he's just pure fun to watch. I mean, he's just an exciting player and um, young. He's very young. What a big, you know, as long as they keep keep that defense in there and uh, being able to stop people and keep, keep giving him weapons, I, I think he's, he'll be difficult to stop. And I, I don't see him not 
winning more championships so you can go back and I say everybody said that about you know Dan Marino right and I think he's one of the greatest guys quarterbacks to play and his ability and the things he was able to do um, I'd love to see him be playing today so um, I would even go watch that <laughs> but but um, yeah I, I think Mahomes has got a great future ahead and hopefully he wins you know for Kansas City and all, the, all their fans hopefully uh, they get back to their number more times. Yeah, let, let me ask you about the the coach quarterback dynamic because there's this also this debate like who's more important in New England, Belichick or Brady or Walsh Montana, and I'm like it's the player. The, like to, in my mind, like you 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 could find. I'm not saying the coaches don't have value, but the guy that actually has the ball in his hands, like does that make sense to you? Is that or or could or do you give so much credit to the coach? I don't know. It, I think a lot of it depends on what you know, what the quarterback's um, role is in that system. So is he in there working with the game plan? So I, I think that's kind of what Peyton tried to do all the time was be involved in, in the offense and the plays and calling. And, and I think that's what Tom was looking for. And I think it wasn't a, a lot. Of, they weren't going to give that to him there. Because my short conversation with him at the Super Bowl is that he said that, you know, they asked me about, you know, what I want to do in my opinion, and then they do the opposite. And so – um, I think it, it, it's different. Like for me, there's no way I could have been involved in with the offense we had. Bill had so many plays in our offense. We would have every week, we'd have 130 some passes in our game plan with two and three formations that you had memorized because we didn't want to have the earpieces so they can only give you the, we signaled only the play. It took me forever to just to study that and have enough time to watch enough video of the or the upcoming opponent's defense that I couldn't have been involved in a game plan. And so if you're in a position where you're, you're you know, you don't have that many plays, I mean, it's easier for someone like that to get involved. And I think that's what Tom was looking for. And I think then it becomes more than the quarterback, but at, at certain points, I think it's a mixture of them, them both. And while we all had the freedom to change plays and do things on the field, you know, we weren't looking at, I'm more thinking, okay, it's third and three. What am I going to call? Um, I was just looking from the sideline, and then it's, everything from that point on was up to me. But, yeah, as a performer, yeah, no matter what play you call, you got to have someone who can carry it out. I'm just saying, if, if I'm drafting and I can have Belichick or Brady or Joe Montana or Bill Walsh, I will take – Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I, I know where you're coming from, and half of me agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Do you, do you think, and along those lines, do you think that Cam can step right into New England and be as successful as Tom has been? Well, I think they, I think they're hoping that that takes place. Um, two different style quarterbacks, I think. Um, but it definitely has the ability to be able to play at that level, and we'll just we'll just see if he can make the transition. And moving to another team is not always easy, you know. Even even when you know, when I go into Kansas City, it, there's still a certain acceptance factor that has to happen. And you have to even go in there and prove that you can still do the things that you did when people were watching you and even your the teammates there. And once that happens, then it becomes a little bit easier at, the, at that position. I don't think Tom will have that issue, but uh, Cam may. Yeah. Uh, last one, Joe, working with Guinness here. Yeah. Oh. 
and and of course the the, the fighting Irish um, all partnered up. Uh, if you had to just if if Jimmy G came in your room and said, "Joe, what what's one thing I can work on here to maybe get myself to the next level here to help this, the Niners win a Super Bowl?" What would you tell him? Well, I, I think the biggest thing f- for any quarterback is working on accuracy and yeah, he missed, he missed a big throw in, in the Super Bowl. but you know, we all done that. I mean, you go, you can, it wasn't the Super Bowl, but I mean, in the Super Bowl, um, you know, I almost threw an interception and came back and we ended up scoring, <laughs> but, um, you know, we all make, you are going to make mistakes. It's just, you learning how to get past that and, and the more accurate you can be with that. And, um, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I think I thought he played fairly well in that game. Did he, did he bring him back? Yeah, they went ahead. And, it, and I'm, when I saw when he, he let that ball go and I looked at the receiver going, Oh, dang it. They're going to win this game. And then it was just a little overthrown, but Hey, that's going to happen. You know, he's still young and early for him. Um, his first full season. So and let's see what happens from there. I mean, he's obviously had success to get him to that point. Now maybe the next step is just a little more comfort when he gets into the game, and uh, and then and then as that goes, and there'll be a lot more confidence from the coaching staff to put a little more pressure on him. Might I think they tried to really not put as much pressure on him as they probably could have in the passing game, um, but uh, still it came down to that where they had they made the Chiefs go down there and, and have to score. So uh, it'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to watch. Joe, great to be with you. Looking forward to the Guinness TV ads here. I'm, I'm fired up to see on the screen here. So looking, yeah, looking impressed. forward. I think it's a great partnership between Notre Dame and Guinness, and a lot of tradition behind both of them, and a lot of they, a lot of same desires and aspirations to make this world a better place in a lot of ways, and also at the same time enjoy and celebrate sports together and the traditions together, and look forward to enjoying one of those. Pints of Guinness, maybe someday with you. The great Joe Montana. I look forward to that. Hope it happens someday, Joe. Thanks so much. You take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park